Right, welcome back to Corin Lowry with our Sweet 16 update. No intro music today, just a little quick fade in and fade out. Um, all business. I'm here with my co-host, Sam Carter. Um, Sam, we kind of didn't have the same excitement uh, and craziness from the first two days, but we had um, you know, an electric um, you know, atmosphere uh, for the Thursday and Friday games. Sam, what would you, what would you use the one word to characterize uh, the Sweet 16 this year? Um, you're making me use my dictionary here. I mean, I can't really think of a word. Um, I'll say exhilarating. How about that? Okay. That's, that's a solid, uh, phrase or word uh, to use there. Uh, but early on we got to see, you know, what Sam would call exhilarating, I guess, uh, in Kansas State uh, with a dramatic overtime win in the Garden against Michigan State. And then uh, later on, FAU took down Tennessee in a surprise upset as uh, the Owls of FAU move on to the Sweet 16. And then the other side, uh, I mean, excuse me, the Elite Eight. Yeah, they just played the Sweet 16. What am I saying? Um, but on the other side, um, on Thursday, uh, UConn dominated Arkansas. They've been the most consistent team in this tournament with easy wins in all three rounds. And then we got to see perhaps the most exciting game of the Sweet 16 in Gonzaga versus UCLA. Another big-time shot um, with just with seven seconds left this time. The nearly logo three propelling Gonzaga to the victory uh, after a UCLA huge blown lead. They went about 12 minutes uh, without a victory, I mean, without without a, a bucket, it's too early in the morning for this. I'm I'm struggling here. And then yesterday, uh, you know, San Diego State takes down Alabama uh, as Alabama really struggled in the clutch. And then Houston goes down to Miami as Miami waxes Houston, eighty nine to seventy five. And hate then to, later on, I hate to say I told you so, Dean. Actually, I but, don't hate to say that. But um, I yeah. did tell you so. Okay. Well, uh, in the event of Sam telling me so, uh, the ACC survives uh, with one team in the Elite Eight, while the SEC, uh, I'd like to point out, uh, has no teams in the Along Elite Eight. Along with the Big Ten and Pac-12. Along with the Big Ten and Pac-12. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Texas uh, got an easy win against Xavier and Creighton cruised against Princeton. So that ends the uh, 15-seeded Tigers run in this NCAA tournament. The first tournament that has reached the, the Elite Eight without a single uh, one seed remaining. Sam, uh, would you think this was poor performance by these one seeds or simply just a really more well-balanced field uh, this year? Um, well, I think a mix of both. Uh, I think that the, the gap between the really good teams and the, you know, good teams, but they're not in major conferences. I think that gap is narrowing um, just because of the transfer portal and the one and dones. I think that, you know, the experience of these teams that, you know, their players stay all four years. Maybe they weren't five-star recruits, but still they build that team chemistry. Um, We're starting to see how they – can win basketball games. Yeah, I mean, I think that shines uh, through, you know, the most uh, in that FAU victory. I mean, they just, they came to play. Uh, after 
barely beating Memphis on a buzzer beater in the first round. Uh, they've advanced all the way uh, to uh, try to punch their ticket uh, to the Final Four and uh, match up against the Wildcats of Kansas State. Uh, you know, that is just incredible uh, to see how different uh, this bracket has turned out to be given, uh, you know, the way that we expected uh, things to go. It was just, I mean, we said that there might be some craziness this year, but I don't think anyone could have predicted all of the one seeds being out um, at this point in the game. And uh, I do want to point out uh, Marquis Noel, got to give him a shout out, with the 19 assists and uh, I believe 20 points, yeah. if I'm if I'm correct, uh, in that Sweet 16 game, setting NCAA record for assists in a tournament game. Um, so incredible stuff. And also got to mention Drew Timmy now has the career uh, record uh, for most 20-point games in an NCAA tournament career. Um, so just another uh, you know selection in the great uh, players of the NCAA tournament's history. Uh, but as we look ahead, Sam, to uh, today and tomorrow, uh, four matchups. Sam, which one intrigues you the most? Um, I'm definitely looking at the only Power 5 matchup, Miami versus Texas. Um, I think that... I think that Miami is a really good team. I think Texas is also a really good team. And I'm hoping that the speed of Miami will wear Texas down and Miami will punch a ticket to the Final Four. Uh, I'm going to go in an opposite direction. I'm going to go with UConn-Gonzaga. Despite yeah. this not being a Power 5 matchup, this is really the last Blue Blood matchup. And UConn is the last team uh, to be a... Uh, you know, a non, you know, a new, non, new, like a past champion, I guess you would call it. Uh, so the last past champion in the field. And, um, you know, I think this UConn team is very exciting to watch. So I, I wouldn't mind them winning the whole thing. Uh, but UConn Gonzaga, I think that's a great matchup. Um, you know, very, you know, high class. And, you know, even though Gonzaga has never won a national championship, and Sam said they'll never win a national championship, um, I think that. This is going to be a matchup for the ages, uh, but that'll be tonight at uh, I believe eight eight forty nine. Um, so we'll get to see that matchup go down in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, Sam, as we look ahead, um, you know we do this every every time. Which team right now is poised uh, to take this championship? Um, I think that you've already said it. I think that it is Connecticut. Um, they had the experience. They are playing the best right now. Um, and, you know, I would say that this probably is the toughest matchup against Gonzaga um, that, you know, they've had and m maybe will have. Um, obviously, Texas is a great team. Kansas State is a great team. Um, but I think that I would favor UConn in any of these games. Um, I'm going to go, I, I like UConn, uh, but I think Texas uh, might have the, the edge here in terms of, you know, the best talent remaining. Obviously, Miami's a tough matchup. They've sh shown how gritty they can be um, after barely escaping Drake, uh, beating a really good Indiana team, and then really wiping the floor with a great Houston team. Um, so they obviously have a lot of potential um, in terms of making it and winning these next three games, but I think Texas has to be the favorite. 
Um, I think San Diego State really really showed me something um, on uh, uh, last night. Excuse me. Um, you know they played tremendously down the stretch against Alabama, and they got Creighton, and then it's going to be FAU or Kansas State. I think they might have possibly the easiest path um, to the championship game. Um, so I, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I'm saying they definitely don't count anybody out yet uh, because it's the Elite Eight, and all these teams are elite. Get it? I do. Well, uh, Sam, as we as this tournament kind of rolls down, um, you know, how would you characterize uh, the results? Do you feel like the results that we have in this Elite Eight are satisfying or unsatisfying? Uh, compared to the entire college basketball season? I would say satisfying because I, I would also say that the season was unsatisfying. And so this has been – I feel like, you know, we're reaping the benefits of a, of a boring regular season and now a very exciting underdog-filled Elite Eight um, and, you know, I, I, I would say that this is very satisfying. I would say to agree. Um, I would say a different reason. I think that because all the change and continuity, you kind of saw it all bubbling, you know, Purdue had all these losses and Alabama was, they're kind of a weak, uh, one seed, uh, in terms of what number one overall. And, you know, all these teams are kind of like, uh, we're up in the air with all these teams. And we saw the madness coming. And what if it? What if it had been so chalky? And what if it had been a case where it was, you know, just all chalk, and you know, we, we didn't get to see the madness really play out that we were expecting. Uh, but it came out in such a fruitful way, and uh, and uh, now we get to watch and reap the benefits. I mean, you talk about reaching into your dictionary there, Sam. Great yeah. uh, commentary. Um, we have Florida Atlantic is the villain of this tournament. Um, just so much intrigue, I think, uh, in these four matchups. So I think it'll be very exciting. The weakest matchup is possibly San Diego State Creighton, but I think San Diego State's an exciting team to watch anyway. So uh, we'll see if they can reach uh, the Final Four at this point. Well, uh, that's gonna just about do it for this Sweet 16 update. Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, you'll hear from us on Tuesday with. Mr. Stephen Cole.